0: Lies, lies, and you guessed it, more lies. I'm Levi Erickson, and this is the Levi Erickson Show. All right, let's get right into the news because there is a lot going on in the country and we got to figure out. All of it. So, first, Trump's last days of office. He did what most presidents do and pardoned a bunch of people as they're leaving office. Some of them I agree with, some of them I don't. It also brought up the age-old debate on whether or not presidents should even have the pardon to begin with. I'm on the camp that says that even though I don't like how the presidential pardon is usually used, I prefer the that being able to be a check on the judicial branch of government, being able to have that way of presidents to pardon and governors to pardon different people um, as just another check and balance on the judicial system. Um, even though many of them resulted in people I don't like being out of prison that I think committed crimes worthy of being in prison. Um, putting that aside, he also left a farewell speech, which was actually one of his better speeches. And for me, it was actually really upsetting because you would love to see those speeches more often from Trump. And if I think if he actually just preached that message over and over and over again, he would be president of the United States right now. But unfortunately for Trump and the rest of America, he gets off that message way too often and says a lot of nonsense that makes it really hard for a lot of people to vote for the guy despite great speeches like the one he gave in his farewell address. It's also sad to see for Americans like me that loved a lot of the values that he put into policy in the White House not the values of him as a person. I despised almost all of those values as a person. If you even want to call them values, but the American values of he was mostly getting out of my way. He wasn't really imposing anything on my, uh, on my life. He was working with domestic and foreign international threats. He was making peace in the middle East, which helps American security uh, in domestically. All these things are really, really good. And it's kind of sad to see them go. Um, but there is kind of an overblown proportionate from both sides on seeing Trump leave. The left is, as usual, praising God for Trump leaving office because they think that all of their problems are solved with Trump leaving office. I think that's absurd. They, I mean, even their identity uh, identification of problems aren't going to be solved by simply Trump just leaving office. And then the right is, is some justifiably, some unjustifiably freaking out with Trump leaving office, thinking that it's the end of humanity as we know it. Both are wrong. It's not really like the end of the world. We have a strong constitution that as long as that maintains, uh, that stays intact, the president can't do a ton to ruin your life. So pray for the guy. Keep keep him in your prayers. Pray that he does good. I'm talking about Biden here and Trump. Pray for both of them. Pray for Biden to do good. Pray that he he doesn't impose on any of our rights and our liberties and that he does his job to the best of his ability because that's what we want from any president. As for Biden's inauguration, uh, he had 20,000 troops stationed in D.C., which is ridiculous, considering even the potential threat was nothing warranting more than the troops we have in Iraq and Afghanistan combined. It's ridiculous that there was that many troops there. And then on top of that. They had troops being vetted for potential coup with little to no evidence suggesting any possible coup at all. I mean, it's always good that we're doing those investigations, I guess. But it seems a little absurd to be accusing uh, federal law enforcement and federal army and National Guard to potentially be involved in a coup without any substantial evidence to suggest that. I think that was a pretty bad play by the Biden administration, but it was more uh, D.C. Capitol Police. Even so, I don't think that was pretty uh, warranted in any way. Um, The other thing he was doing in his inauguration address is talking about unity quite a lot, which I love that message. I really hope he means it. I'm just a little suspicious because the unity word is probably going to be the word of the year. Everyone is saying unity, 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 but I'm not sure that we all have the same definition of unity because it seems to me that unity is leaving each other alone and kind of like, you know loving your neighbor despite your political differences, but it seems to me that the type of unity Biden's talking about is more of a uh, Republican shut up and listen to what I have to say and just let us be. Um, but it's not a let us be. is like we're, we can do what we want. It's more of a I'm going to impose my will on upon you and you can't really say anything about it. So I'm skeptical of the unity message. Hopeful it's true, but... We will see what happens. Again, we're praying that he succeeds when he's trying to protect our rights and that he fails when he tries to uh, impose on our rights. So all those are fair and good. But Biden's first actions were pretty much just to undo everything that Trump has done in his entire presidency, which is actually not uncommon. I mean, it's been kind of a sight to see in the last few decades of presidents basically just playing ping pong with each other. Uh, every time that a new president comes into the office from the other uh, – into office from the other side, they just kind of undo any of the policies that the other president actually accomplished. For example, uh, the border wall is ended completely. They sh- uh, Biden has shut it down, the construction of the border wall, which seems crazy to me considering that it didn't need to – it could have been continued and finished. We've already spent a ton of money on it might as well end it. Plus, I'm a big fan of the border wall. It helps reduce the chances of sex and human trafficking, which I think is a wonderful, wonderful thing to end that as fast as possible and do whatever means necessary to end that. But unfortunately, Biden doesn't agree and he shut down the border wall, which also resulted in tons, thousands of jobs lost, which is just the start of a trend of Biden getting people uh, losing their jobs over Biden's policies. So That's wonderful to see. He's also shut down deportations completely, except under circumstances of national security. So unless the director of ICE has evidence that they're basically a terrorist in our country, we cannot deport them. So that's going to be fantastic. Now, we basically gave an asylum to the entire country's illegal immigrants. In terms of immigration as a whole, he's just changed the policies. He's really attacking pretty much all of Donald Trump's 2016 pol- uh, promises to work with immigration. And I think that's what Trump's or Biden's goal really is, is to kind of undo all of Trump's major accomplishments. He's also ended the travel ban, which was really a, uh, controversial, especially because it was kept being labeled the Muslim, con- the Muslim ban, which was not that at all it was not a muslim ban it was a ban on countries that didn't have institutions capable of vetting people before we came into our country so we didn't have any records of these people we didn't have any criminal records we didn't have any records to speak of so we couldn't really figure out who was coming into our country so we ended travel from those countries those specific countries that posed that threat and didn't have the capabilities of actually providing documentation for their their uh, citizens so that policy is now ended and now we can accept immigrants from those countries as well. Uh, the ra- quote-unquote racist 1776 project is replaced with the 1619 project, which is wonderful. Um, I'm being sarcastic because the 1776 project is was to counter the 1619 project, which basically – argues that America is founded on racism. It it wasn't just a bug of American society. It was a feature of American society that exists today, that America wasn't founded in 1776 with the uh, Declaration of Independence. No, no, no. It was actually founded in 1619 when slaves were brought over to America. So this whole idea was trying to be uh, confronted by the Trump administration with the 1776 project, which was uh, argued the opposite, of course, but Biden... Tossed that out the window and has stuck with the 1619 project, along with keeping up with critical race theory, which is basically just guilt chirping white people and telling them that whiteness is responsible for all the evils of mankind. And that's going to be really great to see in our federal uh, policies and federal institutions. Uh, illegal, this is one of the biggest things that uh, that Biden did in his first few days off in office is illegal immigrants are now counted in the census. Now, this is huge because that's actually how we determine how much representation you get in the federal government. So now in places, and they're all blue states, places like California, where they have a ton of illegal immigrants, now they're going to have more representation because of their illegal immigrant uh, population. So it kind of just creates another incentive for a state to hold on to their illegal immigrants and not deport them because now they get more representation in Congress due to these censuses, also due for uh, proportioning different types of zoning issues, all that in there as well. We've also rejoined the World Health Organization, which is just a waste of our time and money because they're just a propaganda for China, which if you don't remember, they just lied to us to, throughout the entire beginning of this pandemic saying that there was actually no real human-to-human transmission to this virus. And uh, that was a bunch of BS. And so now we're back into that wonderful organization. And lastly, uh, Trump was one of the people that stood against letting uh, forcing sporting organizations to preach this woke nonsense about men and women being the same or different depending on how you define them. You can switch in and out of whatever gender you want, gender fluidity. Now that's actually being enforced into sports. So now if you accept federal funding, if you run a sports program and you take federal, federal funding at all, you are being forced to allow men and women sports. Now that's going to make it a really hell of a lot harder for women to actually compete in sports because just as a genetic fact, men are technically speaking, perform better at different activities than women in terms of athletic capabilities. We're bigger, we're stronger. It doesn't make it any fair for these women. And now we have another glass ceiling in the sporting industry. So that's wonderful. Thank you, Biden, for that. Now, Biden. uh, The next thing we're going to talk about is the virus. Now, Biden promised throughout the entire campaign that he was going to shut down this virus. Now, that is uh, a lie. Another lie that Biden has told about the uh, many lies he's told in his very few days in office. First on the list of lies that he said is that he was saying that he was going to shut down the virus and that he had a plan and Donald Trump didn't have a plan and that his plan was going to save us and we needed to elect him because he had the plan that was going to save us all. Well, he said in an interview on, on one of his speeches recently, quote, there is nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic for the next several months. Now, does that sound like a plan to you? I think he maybe lied to us a little bit. Now, I, I really like that answer is honest. That's the answer that you should give. I mean, there's really nothing that the president of the United States can do to change the trajectory of a virus. However, that's not what Biden had promised us. He promised that he could change the trajectory of the virus, that he had a plan. If he only elected him, then he would save us from the virus. But as as uh, Biden is getting really good at telling lies, just a few days into office. Now, he's also uh, had one of his plans, one of his big initiatives, is he, he's going to have a hundred million vaccinations in a hundred days, which everyone was applauding him and saying, "Wow, that's wonderful! What a good, what an amazing president being able to accomplish such amazing things." Only problem is that's almost identical to the Trump plan. Trump was co- increasingly wrapping up the. Uh, vaccinations being able to be distributed across the country. We went from 40 million to 80 million in just a couple of weeks, and we were headed for 100 million in 100 days. That was the Trump projected plan. And then Biden just goes, nope, that's my plan now, and claims that it was his. So another lie from the Biden campaign. Now, if I was holding Biden to the same standards that Trump was being held to by the media, I would say things like, we need to shut down this virus now. Biden is just, he's just not, he doesn't have a plan. He's not, the virus is still spreading and he's doing nothing to stop it. And, but you know, there was 8,000 people that died of COVID in the last few days. All under Biden's leadership, Biden is responsible for all of those COVID deaths. Now, those are obviously absurd claims to be making. Biden or Trump are not responsible for any COVID deaths because he did not infect them with COVID and then try to get the virus to kill them. He just had different policies than the other guy. Well, actually, they don't even have different policies. So there's not even that excuse to hide behind. Now, one of the most amazing political things that's happened in our corporate America is that Amazon agreed to distribute the vaccine The day Trump is out of office. So as soon as Trump's out of office, Amazon goes to Biden and says, hey, we're going to help you out and distribute this virus. And I mean, that's a great thing that Amazon's doing. Thank you, Amazon. I really appreciate uh, the private industry helping to save people's lives and distribute this vaccine. Only problem I'm having is why weren't they helping Trump the entire last month of his presidency when he had the vaccine ready to distribute? Was Amazon not ready to help them or was it political and they just wanted to make Biden look good and make Trump look bad? I think it's more political. I don't really understand how you could see it any other way, but that's pretty much how things are going with the corporate America. Now, uh, one of the greatest things that came out of the last week was actually this Newsweek report that talked about shutdowns. It was a uh, it was an a, it was a report on a international um, what would you call international study that was done on COVID responses around the world. And basically, this is what they came up with: a study evaluating COVID. This is a quote from Newsweek's article: a study evaluating COVID nineteen responses around the world found that mandatory lockdowns orders. Early in the pandemic may not provide significantly more benefits to slowing the spread of the disease than other voluntary measures, such as social distancing or travel reduction. So basically, that article just suggests, after um, from the study, is that there was not a substantial amount of evidence to suggest that mandatory lockdowns were the be all end all. It offered very, very little uh, benefit. To actually helping the virus at all and it was actually frowned upon by the study now obviously most news networks are just going to push that under the rug and pretend that didn't happen but guess who's been saying that lockdowns were a waste of time forever south korea sweden and a lot of american conservatives who have been pointing to those countries and citing that they are doing better than countries with heavy heavy lockdown restrictions and that the difference doesn't actually warrant the lockdowns that were being proposed on a state-by-state level. the lock- So basically, I don't know why we're pursuing lockdowns at all anymore now that both the World Health Organization and this international study and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of doctors and experts throughout the world have cried out and said that these lockdowns are not actually Beneficial unless you are overwhelming your healthcare system. That's the only time where your lockdowns actually make sense. Is if you're running out of ICU beds, you're running out of doctors, and you just need to buy yourself a little bit of time to catch up, to take some breathing room. Then lockdowns make sense. But these just months and months and months and months of lockdowns make no sense at all on a scientific level. And that's what's the funny thing is, is the the left loves to preach about. Oh, just listen to the science, listen to the science. But they never tend to listen to the science themselves. Now. Uh Biden has, in his first few days, he has failed to, quote unquote, shut down the virus like I knew he wouldn't be able to do because you can't just shut down the virus. He is not God. He doesn't have a magical COVID wand. Of course, he can't do that. He has overturned pretty much every policy that Trump has done, and he has shut down tens of thousands of American jobs. Tens of thousands of them. We're going to go with list of all of these jobs he's shut down in just his first few days in office. And he hasn't even done the $15 minimum wage yet, which is also going to result in more and more jobs last. So he shut down the production of the building of the border wall. Few thousand jobs lost there. He shut down oil drilling in Anwar in Alaska, which is really crippling Alaska's economy. Tens of thousands of people are going to be laid off, and all those potential jobs that and excitement from oil companies and and, and Americans in Alaska. They were excited that they were going to be able to have that income from those those different uh, oil pipelines in Alaska and Anwar, and just a really small portion of Anwar that's shut down. The Keystone Pipeline, which was going to make America even more and more independent uh, from uh, energy independent. And even Justin Trudeau, which is basically just a Bernie Sanders, a younger Bernie Sanders, he is even suggesting that this is a crazy move by Biden because he even likes the Keystone Pipeline because it's not like we're not using oil. It's just that we're not making it ourselves. We have to ship it in now. We're not energy independent. And so this Keystone Pipeline was going to be really, really beneficial to that and I'm not even bringing up the jobs yet. That was going to be tens of thousands of jobs that were going to be created by that. And the offshoot of that was projected to be anywhere from from seventy to 80,000 different jobs available just from that one project that are now dust in the wind. They do not exist any longer, thanks to Biden. Lastly, he has ended giving out uh, permits on fracking on federal land, which is about 12% of all fracking in America. So you remember when Biden was, during his uh, campaign was suggesting that he would not shut down fracking? He wouldn't shut down fracking? Yeah, another lie from Biden. He shut down fracking. Thank you, Pennsylvania, for electing him president of the United States. That's on you guys. So he has ended fracking on, uh, uh, effectively ended fracking on federal property because once the current permits run out, there'll be no fracking on any federal property, which is 12% of all fracking in the country, which it it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a good chunk of jobs right there. Now, uh, throughout this last week after the the, the riots, it could have been a great moment for unity, right? I mean, that's been the message that everyone keeps talking about is this unity message, which I love. I love the unity message, but it's a lie. They're lying to you. You know how I know they're lying to you because the unity message doesn't apply to Trump supporters. It doesn't – it's just it, – the unity message has nothing to do with uh, letting Trump supporters be – and Trump for, voters back into the, the circle of Americans. No, they're, they're going to be outcasts because to the left, Capitol rioters, the people that ride the Capitol and committed horrible acts of violence, they're the exact same as Trump voters – no difference between them at all. And how I know this is because not only has people like Don Lemon suggested that Trump voters are complicit with Trump's actions um, and including his incitement of violence. And they're saying that, yeah, if you voted for Trump, you love that you are responsible. You are complicit for every action that Trump took, even if you're against that action, even if you're against that tweet, even if you're against that speech, you are still complicit in it because you casted a vote for him, even if you only casted a vote for him because you thought maybe he's better than the other guy. He's better than Hillary. He's better than Joe Biden. That's why you cast your vote. I don't like, you could say that I don't really like Trump, but I voted him because I didn't like Hillary as my other option, but that doesn't matter to the left. You were complicit in the violence at the Capitol. Now, Bill Barr, who is no friend of Trump's, he is a, a pretty, pretty far on the liberal spectrum. He's still liberal. though. He's not a leftist because he actually came out and said, quote quote unquote, Uh, Don't conflate the 10,000 violent Trump rioters with the 74 million Trump voters. Seems like a really reasonable position for me uh, to pretty much anyone. Don't conflate the people that committed horrible acts of violence with the 74 million Trump voters. I mean, that seems pretty hard to argue with, right? I mean, that's pretty much the same message. And he was saying this, too, is he was like, that's the same message I've heard with Islamic extremists. Like, I I have Muslim friends. I don't conflate them with the people that go and bomb 9/11, 9/11, bomb buildings. I'm. I, I don't conflate those two people because those are, there's a fringe group and then there's the mainstream group, and I can I can I can treat people as individuals. And some people commit violence, and some individuals don't commit violence. I don't judge people based on a group. But Bill Barr was attacked for this for just simply saying that that Trump voters shouldn't Trump voters shouldn't be conflated with the few people that raided the Capitol building. And just saying that was super controversial to the left because to them, the rioters of the Capitol and Trump voters are the exact same people. There's no difference between them. So that's something that's, that the left keeps pushing despite their stupid unity message that really means nothing. Now, the the media isn't only just treating Trump supporters with the vile vigor and they're just hating on them and comparing them to these violent rioters no no they're also just basically gaslighting the crap out of trump supporters and they've been doing it forever but just over the last few few weeks even it's been ridiculous i mean the double standards the media has been holding for the left and the right are ridiculous for the riots the blm riots all summer long for six months they were praising them they were saying you know what they're just really angry they just need to let their anger out they just have all this built-up rage inside and they were making all these excuses for their actions then the Trump. Trump rioters happen, and they condemn them completely, instantaneously, calling them vile, saying that not only were the the rioters bad, but anyone that voted for Trump is equally bad, and all of this nonsense. When it comes to Parler, they were they were all mad at Parler because they're like, oh look at this, Parler is responsible for. For these riots because people were using Parler to actually organize these these violent acts. Turns out that wasn't true because they did an investigation. And it turns out that most of the, the, the planning for the event was done on Twitter and Facebook. What's the media's response? Nothing. Silence. Silence from the media on Twitter and Facebook being responsible for the planning of most of these things. Because the policy should just be we don't blame social media platforms for how people use them. Apparently, that's not the standard the left wants to keep. They want to keep the standard B. If you're a right-wing platform, we'll hold you responsible. If you're a left-wing platform, you can do whatever you want. We're just going to love you as long as you silence the right people, of course. Uh, Now, presidential masking—they're also holding a double standard here. When Trump wasn't masking in certain aspects in certain environments, even if he wasn't like in direct next to somebody, the media was calling him out and saying, "You got to set an example for your people. You got to wear a mask so that you can set an example, so you can show Americans what a true leader looks like." And so Biden was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna—I'll be that leader. I'll wear a mask all the time." And so he even—he even took a step further and he said, "You know what? I'm going to pass a policy that says that on federal property." You, can, you have to wear a mask on federal property. And he passed that policy. And you know what he did the very same day? He went to the Lincoln Memorial on federal property without wearing a mask with his family. Now, I don't care if he's wearing if he's not wearing a mask with his family. It, he was outside in the Lincoln Memorial with his family without a mask. There's really no COVID danger there. But if I was the media and that was a, a Donald Trump with his family, I would be attacking him relentlessly for how he treated, uh, how he wasn't setting an example for the american people with the presidential covid plan everything trump did he was like you don't have a plan you don't have anything you're just you're just destroying all of all of america you're you're responsible for killing americans all these covid deaths are your fault there was journalists calling for outright that donald trump should be responsible for hundreds of 400 plus thousand uh, accounts of manslaughter like and then for biden Nope, he, he's doing what he can. He's, he, you know, he can't really do anything because you know it's a virus, and he can't really control a virus. Now, the left is actually usually right when it comes to the to to talking about the the left side of the aisle, but they're not consistent. They have they have so many double standards, it makes your head spin, and you just can't keep track of any of this. So when we get back, we're going to be talking about Jacob Blake and how he came clean for all of the unarmed he was claiming he was an unarmed victim shot by the police if you don't remember but we're going to get right back into that in just one moment you are listening to the levi erickson show all right we are back uh, i called this episode lies lies and more lies in the very beginning and that's because we're just going to be talking about more and more lies the next lie we're going to be talking about is the jacob blake lie now if you do not remember Earlier, I think it was this summer, this springish. ish uh, there was a story that came out about Jacob Blake who was shot in the back by police. And he was an unarmed black man shot by police. Another tragedy. Now, he survived. He'd survived the shooting. He was in the hospital for a few days. And a lot of people on the right were suggesting that uh, it looked like in the videos that we saw that he actually was armed, that he was reaching for a knife in his car and he was trying to stab these, these police officers and people were like, Oh my gosh, how dare you say such things? That's that's absurd. That he, he was just an unarmed he was probably he was a stellar society. They had Joe Biden and Kamala Harris calling his family and apologizing for the racism in America and how dare they how dare they shoot an unarmed black man again and just systemic racism this and that but turns out jacob blake was armed he was actually reaching for a knife to attack the officers how do i know this it's not even speculation at this point jacob blake came clean on an interview i bet his lawyers are slapping themselves in the face right now because jacob blake just straight up on the interview was just like yeah no i i probably shouldn't have tried to reach for the knife but like uh, that's how i've been taught to handle my problems and jacob blake is just talking about how he was planning on attacking these officers with a knife. So it seems like a lot more justified now that he was uh, shooting Jacob Blake, especially the officer who shot Jacob Blake, especially because there were kids in the car. Like he was trying. They, they, what are we going to do? Let a man with a a wild man with a knife, who was a, uh, allegedly a a serial rapist, run around with a a, a knife and kids in the backseat of his car? That seems ridiculous. So I think shooting was completely warranted, and it was. And everyone, the only defense the left had against this shooting was that he was an unarmed man. Not true at all. Another lie by the media. And it wasn't like they didn't know. It was pretty obvious in the footage. We just didn't know for 100% certain until he came out and said it. So now we know. Now there's no room for speculation. Now, the last thing I want to talk about today is the new movie that came out, Run, Hide, Fight. Now, I don't usually talk about uh, the Hollywood stuff like that. But what's great about this is it's not Hollywood. Run, Hide, Fight was actually took – they didn't want to make this script from Hollywood. So conservatives at the Daily Wire have decided to make their own conservative Hollywood. Like I've been saying on past shows, we are turning into two Americas where we have – a liberal Hollywood for liberals and a conservative Hollywood for conservatives because in liberal Hollywood, conservatives aren't representative, aren't represented at all. So, Daily Wire made this movie, Run, Hide, Fight. It is wonderful. If you are conservative and you care that you are represented in the... Hollywood sphere. If you're at all interested in being represented and actually supporting people who support you, please go watch this movie. It's fantastic. You can watch it on Daily Wire. It's a really good movie. Not just it's not political uh, in the sense of it's not going to just preach at you. It's just a good movie that's not going to lecture you on wokeism or anything like that. Another company that you should really try to support right now, if you can, is the My Pillow company because My Pillow is being taken off the shelves at stores all over the country because he's a Trump supporter that likes Trump. And because that's not allowed because the CEO of the company isn't allowed to have his own political opinions, places like Bed Bath & Beyond are taking him off the shelves crippling his company essentially when he doesn't have any place to still sell his products because we live in an america now where if you do not have the correct political views you are not allowed in polite society you are not allowed to do business with other people if you have the wrong political opinions that is all i have for you today thank you for tuning in please like share and subscribe leave a comment any tips on what i should be doing what you want me to talk about uh, in future episodes but until next time i'm levi erickson and this is the levi erickson show If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Also, please check out our other Leviticus Studios productions, including the Debunk series, Bias-Free News, and Why Christ. The Levi Erickson Show is produced by Wyatt Winfield and Peyton Hovilla. Music by River Erickson and Andrew Montgomery.